Welcome to the Finding Freedom with Food podcast. I'm Cindy Fox, certified intuitive eating counselor, coach, and registered health professional. If you've spent years struggling with food and body image issues, and you're tired of having stress around food control your life, I'm here to help. Here on Finding Freedom with Food, I teach you how to step away from dieting, learn to trust yourself with food, and eat intuitively. Each week, I'll be dismantling unhealthy diet culture practices that are keeping you disconnected from your body's innate wisdom, and I'll be sharing my best tools, strategies, and mindset shifts to help you rebuild the peaceful, sustainable relationship with food in your body that you were born to have. In addition to this podcast, I'm always sharing free resources on my website, findingfreedomwithfood.com, and social. So find me at finding.freedom.with.food on Instagram and findingfreedomwithfood without the dots on other social platforms. Eating really can be effortless, pleasurable, and fun again. So if you're ready to get reacquainted with the intuitive eater inside of you, let's dive on in. Hey there, Cindy here, and welcome back to Finding Freedom with Food, the podcast where I help you step away from dieting and learn to rebuild trust in your body and eat intuitively. Now, in the previous episode, I talked about the science behind why restrictive diets fail to produce long-term results and, in fact, can create more harm than good. Now, there's a lot of misinformation out there about intuitive eating, especially if you're getting much of your information from social media. There are a lot of well-meaning influencers that turn intuitive eating into another form of dieting where you're allowed to eat only when hungry and stop at the first sign of fullness. However, there's so much more to it than simply hunger and fullness. Now, others make it seem like an eating free-for-all, which is most definitely not how it works. The creators of the intuitive eating framework developed 10 principles that were designed to work together to help you create a healthy mindset and behaviors around food and rebuild connection with your body's internal cues. And this is so that you are eating and moving your body in a way that makes you feel your best physically and mentally. So in this episode, I'm gonna walk you through an overview of the principles of intuitive eating and provide some context for how they work together. Now, one of the most essential first steps in becoming an intuitive eater is rejecting diet mentality. And this is the first principle of intuitive eating. So what's diet mentality? Well, diet mentality attaches morality to eating. So therefore, when restriction leads to binge eating, or sometimes when you simply eat a food that you've been restricting, extreme guilt and self-judgment follow suit. So we need to challenge our current way of thinking and reject the notion that you have no willpower or that you failed when you couldn't stick to a diet or later regained weight. Now, as I explained in episode two, based on our DNA programming, restrictive diets are set up for failure. Now, first, we need to uncover and challenge our diet mentality thinking. And so that means starting to unpack the food rules that keep us disconnected from our body's wisdom, and the negative thought patterns that impact the way we feel about our bodies. Now, this is a process, but little by little, as you start to move away from these rules and negative thought patterns, you can start shifting toward a healthier mindset around food in your body. Now, principle two is honor your hunger. Hunger is a normal process, right? It's not something you should ignore or fear. 
However, it's not uncommon for chronic dieters to deny biological hunger, and this creates a backlash of negative consequences. So when you ignore what your body is telling you, your body will respond in an effort to protect you by increasing hunger. And the subsequent urgent and intense desire to eat can often result in overeating. So many of my clients who are new to intuitive eating come to me with a strong belief that they simply can't control themselves around certain foods. And so often when we dive into their eating habits, it becomes very apparent that that pattern of not honoring hunger throughout the day in an effort to be quote unquote good becomes really one of the major problems because they become overly hungry and end up on the prowl for snacks, overeating at dinner, or raiding the pantry in the evening. Now, this then provides them with false evidence that they can't control themselves around food. So tuning in and reconnecting to your hunger cues and keeping your body fueled throughout the day is the key to preventing chaotic or binge eating episodes. And that's why early on, I spend a lot of time helping my clients get back in touch with the various nuances of how hunger feels in their body and how to recognize the early signs of hunger. Now, adequate self-care is also a critical component of intuitive eating. It's also important to identify unmet self-care needs that may be disrupting your connection to your body and your hunger cues. Principle seven is centered around understanding and managing emotional eating. Now, we often eat for so many reasons other than actual hunger. We eat for celebration and to connect with others, which is totally normal and A-OK in my book. Sometimes we eat out of boredom, stress, or anxiety. And if this is your go-to way of coping with negative emotions, there are things you can do to help manage them more effectively. And the first step is just acknowledging this without any guilt or shame. The second is dialing into what's triggering the negative emotion. Then you can apply healthier coping strategies to replace these habits so that you start minimizing the tendency to use food as a coping mechanism to numb your feelings. Now, this is important as well. Sometimes what gets labeled as emotional eating is actually not emotional eating at all, but a side effect of deprivation. So it's important to distinguish between compensatory eating that's brought on by deprivation versus emotional eating used to manage or escape negative emotions. Principle eight is respect your body. From a young age, we're taught that our bodies are a never-ending project to be fixed in one way or another. So this principle is centered around treating your body with respect, tuning off the internal voices that are continually criticizing your body and learning how to accept your body as it is and for what it does for you. So respecting your body doesn't necessarily mean that you need to get to a place where you love your body. However, breaking free from unhealthy body bashing and body comparison habits is a step in the right direction toward improving your body image and showing respect for your body. Our bodies are our vehicles to experience the world. And a lot of the work that I do with my clients centers around helping them recognize and capitalize on their unique strengths. So their innate talents, their personal traits, their skills, achievements, and things like what they bring to relationships, and the many ways their body serves them to help shift the focus from self-critiquing toward gratitude and the beauty of what they and their bodies are capable of. 
Principle nine is movement, feel the difference, or what I like to refer to as intuitive movement. For many, diet mentality tells us we must exercise in order to work off those calories so we can shrink our bodies. This principle is devoted to developing a healthy relationship with exercise and movement. Now, you may exercise because you feel like you should or you have to, making it feel more like a chore. You get to choose the type of movement that feels good and that you look forward to doing. It's consistent exercise, no matter what it is, that brings you the biggest mental and physical health benefits. So intuitive movement is all about listening to your body's cues to figure out what kind of movement or exercise would make you and your body feel good in that moment. So it encourages you to tune in, to restore trust in your body and find different types of exercise that feel good and that you're motivated to keep doing long-term. What's fun is exploring a variety of creative ways that you can incorporate enjoyable and consistent movement into your life. Now, principle 10, the last principle is gentle nutrition. A common misconception with intuitive eating is that it's an eat whatever you want, whenever you want approach, and that health and nutrition go out the window. And this is not the case at all. Nutrition is an important aspect of intuitive eating and helps us manage our energy levels and feel our best. Intuitive eating is about finding food freedom in a way that makes you feel good mentally and physically. So rather than focusing on removing foods, gentle nutrition is about finding ways to add nutrient-dense foods to meals and snacks so they have staying power and meet our nutritional needs. Well, I hope that this overview of intuitive eating has helped to broaden your understanding and connected some of the dots about intuitive eating and what it actually is. As you can see, intuitive eating is not a quick fix solution, but the benefits are worth the effort. And it is a way of eating that you can maintain for life. So no more counting, tracking, and obsessing about food. No more following those get skinny quick schemes that never work. No more going overboard on the weekend and then starting over on Monday and struggling with the yo-yo cycle of losing and regaining weight. I promise you, you are not broken. And this freedom is possible. Now, if you need support to get there, I welcome you to check out the show notes for links to resources and programs that can help you on your journey to ditch dieting for good and eat intuitively so you can get to your healthy, sustainable weight. Remember, your body is the vessel by which you experience the world, and you deserve to do that with an open heart, a joyful spirit, and without a side of guilt. You're worth it. Okay, my friend, until next time, start tuning in and listening to your body. Start challenging some of those food rules and focus on taking really good care of your physical and your emotional health and well-being. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Finding Freedom with Food podcast. Make sure to check out the show notes for any resources mentioned in this episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave the show a review and let me know what you want to hear more of. Leaving a review will also help others get inspiration, support, and resources to help them on their food freedom journey. If you found this episode helpful, share it on social media and don't forget to tag me at finding.freedom.with.food on Instagram and finding freedom with food without the dots on other social media platforms. And remember, 
You were not put on this earth to live life obsessed with what you eat and caught up in a never-ending battle with your body. So keep focusing on tuning out the diet culture voices and turning up the volume of your body's amazing intuition.